1: Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And today is quite the program, because not only do I have an absolutely fabulous guest, but as some of you may have already heard... We're not going to be doing the program anymore on Mile High Radio. I'm not quite sure what the future holds for The Socialite and her broadcast. But, you know, the the cool thing is I get to have one of my most favorite people on as my very last guest. So please join me in welcoming Brian Basilica.
0: Hey, Deb. I'm A, excited that uh, I'm here, and but B, I'm kind of sad. I hate to see it go away because it's such a great yeah. show. But you, I know you're going to come out like... The, oh, yeah, the phoenix out of the fire into this of great course, thing.
1: Of course, of course. Well, and you're one of the people that has a, a great podcast, and you know, and that is part of what we're going to talk a little bit about because you do recommend that people do things like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it is the, the very cool thing is there are so many options, um, you know, and and so it's going to be a lot of fun to try and figure out what happens next. Yes,
0: absolutely. Great.
1: Well, for people who don't know who you are. <laughs> shame on them but you know for let me let me go ahead and, and go through your bio here sure. r- real fast so Brian is an internationally recognized online marketing expert speaker adjunct professor and is also the award-winning author of his best-selling book it's not about you it's about bacon relationship marketing in a social media world you know we even interviewed him about that and I've got it sitting here right here on my desk See, there it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So Brian is the director of direction at B2B Interactive Marketing, an internet marketing company that combines audio, video, interactive, web communications, and advertising to improve clients' marketing and exposure. Brian leverages more than three decades of experience in the communications industry to help his clients with their advertising and marketing needs. He's done sound and video work for Fortune 500 companies such as AT&T and Arthur Anderson. He's a seasoned producer, developer, and marketer with experience in everything from CD-ROM production to the most modern social media and search engine optimization, SEO, trends. From an early age, Brian put his love for music and entrepreneurial spirit into overdrive. At the age of two, he strummed a broomstick and shook his hips like Elvis. By 10, he was playing the guitar, and in his teenage years, he purchased a $1,000 four-track recorder, the eventual catalyst to a half-million-dollar recording studio business. Brian lives in the Chicago suburbs with his wife, Kim, and their black lab, Buddy Guy. In addition to his love for marketing and music, he continues to explore his abnormal obsession with bacon. So again, Brian, welcome, welcome welcome. Deb
0: I, I have not heard that introduction in a while and I absolutely love it. It just made me smile ear to ear.
1: <laughs> you know it's always fun when we have when we hear our own bios because we think ooh what a cool person. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well most most people ask for the short version, you know, but the long right. one is just uh, the hell hips at two years old just makes me laugh. I know, I know. <laughs> you know,
1: and, and, and of course we have to hear about buddy Guy. Of course, right? yes. That's that's just you know, I have I have sweet baby Renee. and actually I have more than one dog, but sweet baby Renee, now don't tell, she has her own Facebook page. Um and so she has quite the following of friends on Facebook.
0: I bet she does.
1: She, she, does, she does, you know, she's just this cute little beagle and and, and we should introduce her to Buddy Guy sometime. Absolutely,
0: we should uh, let yes. them Skype together. I think they'd love it. I,
1: they would enjoy that for about the two seconds of attention span that she has. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, okay. So we are here to talk about your newest, your greatest book, The Bacon System, mm-hmm. which is just out at the the time of of our program. And first, okay, we're going to take a step back, and you're going to get the question that everybody, I'm sure, asks. Talk to us about bacon. Why have you focused on? Everything kind of revolves in in your world around bacon. So why why is that? Well,
0: I'll tell you how it started. And it started as I was writing the first book. Uh, I was out giving a presentation in L.A. with a couple of my friends, actually longtime clients from way back. I had mm-hmm. when I had the recording studio, and uh, they invited me to speak with them at a convention. Uh, it was a craft and hobby association, so people that okay. do quilting and you uh-huh. know needlepoint and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, so we're getting up on stage and Georgianne Bender, she says, you know what, I'm going to uh, put a, you know, on Twitter, I'm going to say, giving a speech, it's C-H-A-L-A-2012 hashtag bacon. And by the time we're done, I'm going to get 10 new followers. Because
1: everybody loves bacon. I, I
0: didn't know that at the time, you know, so it's like, yeah. what is, what is this going to, how is that going to get you 10 new followers? Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was completely wrong by the time we were done. She had 20 new followers and I go Wow. What's with the bacon? So I networked a lot. I used to go to 20 networking meetings a month and a majority of them were in the morning. And guess what, usually at a restaurant. So I started taking pictures of bacon you know, and mm-hmm. putting it up on Facebook and people started getting back to me going, dude, do you have a prepaid plan with your cardiologist? And, you know, it's like <laughs> but what they didn't realize it was OPB, other people's bacon, because <laughs> right. I was mm-hmm. eating oatmeal. Um,
1: you vicariously got that
0: Exactly. Back. <laughs> so, so then it just started to explode where people were, you know, putting things on my wall pictures, uh, you know, other things on a bacon on my you know, Facebook page and sending me mm-hmm. gifts of bacon. I've got bacon cotton candy, a bacon tie, a pig that says bacon, 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 bacon. Um, it just kept going and going and going. So when I wrote my first book, I was sitting down with a client and we were going through a coaching session. And I showed her the book and she says, "You know, I said it's not about you. It's about relationship marketing in a social media world." And she looked at me straight in the eye. She says, "No, it's not." And I said, "What?" She goes, "It's not about you. It's about bacon." And I went, oh, my God, you are so right. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's right. how it started. And then from there, it's just been a brand that I've been able to ride for the longest time. And what I didn't realize at the time was that the two most shared things on the Internet in order, number one is kittens and number two mm-hmm. is bacon. Ah. <laughs> so that's the origin of the bacon story. Right.
1: Well, and, and as you said, it's your brand. And, you know, does it have – does it really have anything to do with this? no. But it's, it's kind of the thing that it's the catchy thing right. that, that people recognize. You know, it's like, uh, you know, Brian Johnson and his pixie dust and, you right. know, uh, various people have these things. And so the, what happens is if they know you and they know about what you do, hopefully, if, the, you know, if they're at breakfast, if they see a picture of bacon, if they see somebody with a bacon necktie, their mind goes to, oh, my gosh, Brian. And, of course, that's the cool thing is, is it really starts tying together.
0: Right, exactly. And it's, it's a memorable brand. I mean, I show up at conferences mm-hmm. and everybody knows the bacon guy. And, right. you know, I walk around with um, a handful of I've got uh, bookmarks that stick out of the badge at a lanyard that have oh. bacon sticking out. So and then uh-huh. people like, can I have a bookmark. Yes. And then, you know, people take pictures with the bookmark and it just becomes right. such a, you know, like you said, it's just a memorable brand.
1: Right. And it's a conversation starter, mm-hmm. you know, and, and which is is the important thing. And, and, you know, it's it's big businesses do it. You know, they do it with their catchphrases, sure. you know, Nike and their just do it. And, you know, all of those various things, you know, it, so it's it's it, while it may be a little more unusual than some, it definitely works.
0: Absolutely. For me, it definitely works.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, as I mentioned, we want to talk about your new book, which is the Bacon System, and it's it's kind of the follow on to your your book that was um, it's not about you; it's about Bacon, mm-hmm. relationship marketing in a social media world. And you know, I I love this. I read the book, and it was funny because when I read the um, the introduction to it, mm-hmm. the the person who did the introduction said, "Now, when you read the book, don't." Initially, don't say, "Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this," it, because you know, it, it, while it is a process, you know, it's it's a system. You know, mm-hmm. hello, the Bacon system. Her suggestion was read the entire book all the way through, then go back. and And I thought, you know, that's that's very true because as I was reading it, I was thinking, "Oh, you know, I need to do this. I need to do that." And um, you know, and I'm kind of rebranding myself too. And and but whether you're rebranding or you've been an established brand, if you st- immediately start doing stuff step by step. You could get caught up in you know, chapter one and you never get past it. But it had so many good <coughs> tips and techniques. So tell us why you even developed the bacon system and, and walk us through the process.
0: Sure. Well, uh, first and foremost, the bacon system itself wasn't the bacon system. The bacon system was me working with clients one on one. And actually coaching people through a process to help them. I mean, the end game with all of this is to make more money. And how do you make more money? You get more clients. And how do you get more Mm -hmm. clients? You get them to know about you. And, you know, reverse engineer back to what was necessary. So I started working with one particular client. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've worked with many, but one that I actually really started to develop the system. And uh, he does barcode testing, which is a very unique thing. You know, it's a test barcodes. Um, mm-hmm. So we started working together, and then I started with him step by step by doing, you know, a certain process, a step at a time. You know, Joe updating his website, uh, helping him to read Google Analytics, helping him to start content marketing, and then, you know, go on and on and on, developing content, writing eBooks, all of these kind of things, strategically mm-hmm. creating content. So that it would become assets and not just generating stuff, you know, because it's, you know, it's basically, it's, right. it's it's content vomit. You know, it's just like, just mm-hmm. get stuff out there because it's the right keyword. No, Right.
1: We no were, plan, no anything. Exactly.
0: We were doing it with a purpose. So as I started to see this gentleman achieve success, and when I say success, he had a six-figure business to begin with. Mm-hmm. Within a year, he doubled it. And, wow. and he yeah. And he was he you know, I kept asking him as we go along through the coaching is like, how are you doing? As a matter of fact, I just got an email from him this morning. He says, you know, because um, I, I, I talked to him earlier in the week and he says, you know, the inquiries slowed down. He says, I just got two in the last two days. He says, wow. it's amazing. You know, and mm-hmm. now his inquiries are from very solid companies that are looking to actually purchase from him.
1: Right. Because it's so specific, you know, that that they by the time they get to him, they know that he's who they want to work with. Right.
0: Now, in his case, what we did is, you know, what I try to do in the bacon system and we'll kind of go through the whole process. But the first thing I try to do is get people to identify their perfect avatar. And once they identify their perfect avatar, then they realize, oh, my goodness, I have more than one. And he Mm -hmm. did have more than one. So ah. so we broke it down into this. We broke it down into what I call 101, 201, 301, 401. If barcodes, mm-hmm. so 101 is, I don't know what a barcode is. I need to learn about the process and all this stuff. Okay. 201 is, yeah, we use barcodes. I know about it. I just need to know some more advanced testing. 301 right. is my company sells to Walmart. And if barcodes go bad, we go bankrupt because they'll send it all back. And mm-hmm. 401 is medical companies where if the barcode is bad, people die. Right. Um, so, the, you know, we broke it down into those four categories, and then I started having him create content specific to each one of those categories. And what mm-hmm. he noticed was, is the highest uh, interaction and engagement that he got was from the 101s and the 401s. So mm-hmm. that meant there that was a big need for people to learn new stuff. But then he was getting a lot of medical companies hiring him with big contracts, and that's how he was able to double his business. He was able to focus, you know, on those companies. Now mm-hmm. he's got you know, four different blogs that he's doing every single month. And after six months, we took six of them, turned them into an ebook and turned it into a lead magnet. Right. And so now he's got, you know, it's, it's content with a purpose. He's got assets that will help him grow his mailing list that mm-hmm. will help him with his social media, you know, and now he's got a plan and he follows the plan and I don't have to get involved anymore. So once he right. learn the system, uh, it it works perfectly for him and it continues to grow his business. And um, so so after I went through that process with him, I said, you know what, I can make this work for other people. And so Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I did. The way I wrote the book is I actually created 12 modules and and did them in PowerPoint and then did a class with them. And I invited a Ah. bunch of people and had them in and did a live training class. It's a week Mm -hmm. group coaching started at the beginning of the year. And I went, OK, let's let's do this. And I did the class with people. They loved it. I had the first one of the first people I had in there was a virtual assistant. And within the first three months, because that's how long the class is, 12 weeks. Within mm-hmm. the first three months, she made 20 percent more than she made her entire year last year. And if she wow. does not change a thing, she's mm-hmm. going to make five times what she made last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, again, solidified the fact that the system worked. There was another woman that I worked with who was a pooper scooper. I actually met her. I spoke at a pooper's <laughs> convention. They, yes, they do have those, and there's an association. And it was mm-hmm. out in uh, New Jersey. And so she came on board, and I did basically the same thing I did with John. Um, and she needed – here her goal, you know, whenever I do this, I always say, okay, what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? What, what do you need in your business? And she mm-hmm. said to me, she says, I need – 30 new clients because a client to her is worth $1,000 a year. She says okay. if I can get 30 new clients, I can actually stop going out in the field and actually doing the work. I can hire somebody to do it and run Ooh. my business and make it scalable. I said, mm-hmm. "Okay, let's let's do this." So, same stuff. You know, we set up with blogs, we got her reading analytics, we got her, you know, Google local set, set up right. You know, we started doing all, you know, stop spending money on stupid advertising, you know, because that's you know a lot of people get in small business, they get convinced that, oh, yeah, we can make you number one in Google. Well, no, they can't, uh, right. you know. So she was spending goofy money. We took that away and, you know, invested it in a, in a better way of getting her business found. And within the mm-hmm. three months that we worked together, she had 20 new clients. Wow. And so she was able to stop and you know mm-hmm. she's still getting new clients. I'm still in, in connection with her and, you know, we mm-hmm. touch bases. And so the plan worked. So like I said, I went through and did the class, 12 different sessions. And mm-hmm. after I did the class, I said, okay, good. Now I know this works. I literally put on a headset, open up my word processor and read through each one of those classes. And, mm-hmm. and you'll know, put a little personality into it, not just like right. regular mm-hmm. training. And by the time I was done, I had a 12 chapter book. I edited mm-hmm. it and you know, proofed it and did a little, sent it off to an editor. Send it off mm-hmm. to a uh, proofreader, got it back, formatted it, and within a month, I had a book.
1: Nice. You know, and, and uh, when I was reading through the book, nothing that you you say is anything that is new. Right. But it's, you know, and, and, and I mean that in a good way because, you know, a lot of times people think, oh my gosh, I have to learn something new. I have to do something new. and I don't have time. I don't have the money. I don't have the knowledge, blah, blah, blah it's, it's in so many ways, very common sense. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I really liked about it was, you know, you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you do this. And so it, it, you know, for the business owner, the entrepreneur, you know, the person who's going, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time. Knowing that it is kind of this step-by-step process helps that mindset because they're not thinking, I have to learn something new, you know, all this. It's, it's stuff that they already know. And it's, in a lot of ways, fine tuning, sometimes it might be kind of radically changing, you know, especially at the very start where they're thinking, who is my potential customer? And I love the fact that you use the word avatar as opposed to target market right. or target customer, because, you know, none of us like to think of ourselves as having a target on our face. Exactly. Um, and And the avatar can be that a kind of physical embodiment of, of who your potential is. It's funny. I actually have two uh, dolls that sit there on my bookshelf, mm-hmm. but you know, they, they are who my target market is. And right. so all I have to do is look at them and go, Oh yeah, you know, I'm not writing for the 20 year old and I'm not producing a webcast for, you know, that the 70 year old, I'm trying to reach that particular person that, you know, that that doll embodies.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that happens with business owners is they get obsessed with one thing. I got to get Facebook ads down. Right. Okay. Um, The whole purpose of having, and and you're right, none of this stuff is like earth shattering, brand new stuff. It's not, but what it does is it helps people focus exactly what they need to do. One of the things (laughs) when I give my presentations on this, because I just gave one yesterday, I only focus on the top three things. There's actually, there's, three key principles inside of the book. The first key principle is you have to have a solid system and that's the marketing trifecta. That means that you have a solid website and then Uh you have Google analytics, which you can read what's happening with the website. And then you have content marketing. So that's the Mm -hmm. marketing trifecta. The next thing is content development. How do we Mm -hmm. develop content that's gonna help people find our business? And then the third thing is content distribution. And right. so, what it does is it helps people get a better sense of how all of these things work as mm-hmm. a con- in concert as a system, as opposed to being something that, you know, I got to try this, I got to try this. And that's where a lot of people lose track or, or fail because they, mm-hmm. they're not solid in one of those areas. They just right. focus on content distribution. Well, if you're sending out OPC, other people's content, what happens? Somebody clicks on it, they get to an ink article that's really cool, which is about your business, but then mm-hmm. they go, squirrel. And then they go off onto another article and they go, and and now they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about these other people, you -hmm. know, so they get the content distribution down, but they don't understand that they're not doing anything to drive people back to their website. So that's why the Mm -hmm. system works so well together.
1: Right. Well, so let's, let's start by talking about that marketing trifecta. Um, And it really does start with having a great, and you know, your word is a killer website. And that has become more and more of the the thing that i see people having problems with um you know it's it's one of those where you know turns my hair gray i pull my hair out when i'm talking somewhere and somebody comes up and says i don't have a website anymore because i have a facebook page mm-hmm. and i'm like no nah. You know, that's nice, but it's somebody else's toy. Right. And, you know, they can, they obviously change how it looks. They change the interface, um, you know, all of those various things. They change the algorithms. Right. So you might have a thousand fans, but it shows up to two people when you post, right. um, you know, all of these things. So why is it so important that somebody has a killer website?
0: Well, first and foremost, one of the things that I preach is you've got to own your own media. Mm-hmm. You own everything you don't want to have somebody else controlling your domain name because Mm -hmm. what happens if they don't pay their bill your website goes away right Mm -hmm. you want to pay for your own hosting because Mm -hmm. same thing you know you want to be in control of that you want to own your own website now i don't care if you got Mm -hmm. a single page website it could be that it could be just Mm -hmm. one thing but what happens is is when you own it you control it you can change it Mm -hmm. Um, you said it exactly. There was one company on Facebook that had 4.5 million followers. Ah! And of course, they broke the rules. What did Facebook mm-hmm. do? Take- Shut them down. Exactly. So imagine right. spending all that time building 4.5 million followers and having it all go away. Right. So, no, you, you want to own that website. Now, let's talk mm-hmm. about what is a killer website. Mm-hmm. In today's marketplace, if you sit and look at websites, I look at websites as a series of landing pages. Okay. Every single page has a job. Every single page needs to answer questions and mm-hmm. convince people that you have the solution to the problem that they're searching for to begin with. And mm-hmm. thirdly, it has to have a call to action that gets them to do something. I don't care if it's get mm-hmm. them on your email list so you can market to them later or get them mm-hmm. to pick up the phone or fill out a form or buy something whatever it is, but it needs mm-hmm. that call to action. Now, one of the biggest problems I see is people writing content is, uh, you know, it's kind of a tough time. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because there's two different radio stations out there. There's WIIAM, there's WIIFM, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, we all know AM radio and FM radio. And I always say, right. what's the difference? Well, mm-hmm. FM's clear. It's more, you know, it's better quality. It's, uh, you know, whatever. But so WIIAM is what's interesting about me. What mm. is interesting about me? And a lot mm-hmm. of people tend to write their web copy in that radio station frequency. So right. when people get there, it's like, okay, well, you know, this person's really great. Okay. Yeah, they do Okay. They won this award. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's not answering their question. Mm-hmm. WIFM is what's in it for me. When you write mm. your web content in that form, then people get mm-hmm. there and they feel like you're talking to them. You're having a conversation, having a coffee across the table. And right. so that's what each page has to do. If you mm-hmm. get to a page about a specific topic, let's, uh, for example, I work with a church and they have, you know, kids ministries and senior ministries. And when I say seniors, mm-hmm. I'm talking, uh, uh, snowbirds coming down from, okay. you know, uh, Illinois and Michigan or whatever, and have you, and they're down in Orlando mm-hmm. area. So you get senior ministries and then they're also on a college campus and then they have student mis- ministries, which is geared towards, you know, people on the college campus. So they, mm-hmm. they cater to those two avatars. So they Mm -hmm. have pages set up that are directly set up to talk to those audiences. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't say, hey, dude, to a senior, but you would say, hey, dude, to a 20 something. Right. Right. Or, you know, um, so they make sure that it sounds like stuff they want to hear, that it answers their questions. You know, it, it does the things that they want to. Um, take action on, and then it gives them the opportunity mm-hmm. to take action. So that's what's writing WIIFM, what's in it for me.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: now you've created the series of landing pages, because what happens is, is as you start to market, you drive people to the specific pages. You don't drive, uh, you know, you don't drive them to the homepage and make them guess where you want them to go. Right. You know?
1: Well, and one of the things you talk about in your book is the fact that, you know, not only do you need separate landing pages, you might actually need separate websites. Yes. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, a business owner, their eyes cross and, and things like that. But, you know, back to the, the original client that you were talking about with the barcodes, you know, the, the medical person doesn't want to read the stuff that you have there for the, the vendor who sells to Walmart, you know, and they're not going to take the time to, you know, it, as you mentioned in the book, you've got what, six to 10 seconds to actually capture someone's attention and to get them to, to read more. So if they can't find that in that six to ten seconds, they're gone. Right. You know, because nobody is unique. We all love to think we are, mm-hmm. but we're not. And so if somebody has Googled, you know, barcode or social media training or you know, whatever it is, if you don't catch them in those six to ten seconds, they go to the next person on the list.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, well,
1: and in this day and age, it's so easy to, to create websites. You know, I, I, I say that in all of my web designer friends just are ready to beat me about the head but <laughs> it, there's this thing called WordPress right you know and and folks if I can figure out how to do WordPress pretty much anybody can figure out how to do WordPress
0: yeah it's easy it's very very easy and it's, it's very flexible and the thing I love about WordPress and one of the things I preach is making assets when mm-hmm. you build a WordPress website you have an asset when you build mm-hmm. a static HTML website you have to have a static HTML person constantly change it So once you have the content in there, you can put on a new theme, you can add new pages, you can do so much stuff with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So as your business evolves, because if your business doesn't change in three years, something's wrong. Um, Every every business goes through a metamorphosis. And that's one of the things that I've learned to do over the years is, you know, Mm -hmm. learn how to transform myself and my business to match what's happening in the world. I mean, social media didn't exist six years ago the way it does now, you know, Mm -hmm. and so none of this stuff was there. And so I've learned to adapt, and and everybody's got to do that. So you want to have an asset. You want to have something that you can mold and shape and bend and grow and do things with as as technology changes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and we we won't delve too far into this, but – you can always start by having somebody else create it for you whether you go to Fiverr or you know whatever but then you just you need to know or have somebody on your staff know how to update it and, and update it quickly by adding a, a widget by adding a plugin by changing text all those various things Exactly yep Okay so we've got our website mm-hmm. it's got great content we've got lots of landing pages we've got everything we need Talk to us about the analytics because I am one of those people. I will raise my hand. Mm -hmm. I hate numbers. I hate looking at the analytics. But why is it so important?
0: Well, it goes back to business basics. Okay. I'm a QuickBooks junkie. I love Mm -hmm. QuickBooks because it gives me feedback on what's happening in my business. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the most important thing to me. I want to know what's going on. I'll give you a perfect example of this is um when I first started the business uh in 2001, my business was built on making business card CDs. Okay. All right? And so 3 years into the business, again kind of what I said before, um my CD burner broke. You know, a mm-hmm. duplicator I had a, I could make 4 of them at a time. And uh-huh. it, to replace it was going to be 1500 bucks. So I go look at my QuickBooks and I say, well, how much did I do in CD duplication last year? And it mm-hmm. was $200. And I said, okay.
1: So you're going to spend 1500 to make 200 Right.
0: Hmm. And I go, not a good business decision. I guess mm-hmm. the, you know, this business is waning. I better figure out what's next. Well, it's the same thing with analytics. Analytics is going to tell you, number one, how much traffic you're getting. And I could tell mm-hmm. you the average small business gets about 10 visits to their website a day. Um, okay. And Google Analytics, are one, another reason why I really, really like it is because it's it's kind of like a benchmark. You know, I I know so many different industries and what mm-hmm. you're supposed to get. So you know, if you get 10 visits a day, what pages are they getting to? How long are they spending on those pages? Where are they coming from and where are they leaving? You know, wh- which pages mm-hmm. are they leaving on? If everybody came to your website and left after your contact page, you got a winner, right? Mm Because they're at least looking at your contact information. Or if everybody who came to your website went and filled out your email form, you have a winner. But what a lot Mm -hmm. of people do is they'll go to a page, they'll spend 30 seconds on there and they'll leave. And Mm -hmm. so what that should tell you is that I need to do something on that page that is going to help people either engage more with it, add a video, uh, put a call to action button on it, or get them, drive them to another page that's going to get that action. You know, so you've got to, so by reading analytics, you understand how that asset is working for you and then allows you to modify whatever's happening on the website. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so incredibly important is you've got to understand what's happening in your business. And that's what that does. It gives you a roadmap to what people are doing, how they're getting there, whether your social media posts are working, your emails are working, Google is working, whatever it is. It tells you Mm -hmm. where people are coming from where they enter and where they exit.
1: Right. Well, and and each one each each page is going to be different. Um, you know, if you've got a blog, people coming to your blog posts are more than likely coming from a different place than say your homepage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because maybe you you know, they're going to your blog from Facebook because you've posted, you know, hey, I've got a new blog post, blah blah. blah. Um, and and so it's very important that you look at every page.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's you bring up a good point. I mean, you know, I have a I have a podcast, and and this goes back to having multiple websites. If I put everything on the same website, it would get so confusing, would drive people crazy. Because right. I have a blog, I have a podcast, I have my courses, I have a speaking page because I speak, I have a book page. Imagine if I threw all of that into one website. Mm-hmm. It'd drive people crazy. They wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. When you give people too many choices, what happens?
1: They don't choose anything. Exactly. Or they choose to
0: leave. Right, exactly. They get indecisive, mm-hmm. so you have to make it very clear. So, you know, I can I have a different uh, analytics for my podcast, I have a different analytics for my blog, I have a different analytics for my speaking page, for my course page, my landing page, all of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that it you get to see all of those different things.
1: Right. You know, and and then you have to remember that the the numbers will be different, obviously, and you know, and you have to stop and think. Okay, well, maybe I want a hundred people a week to go to my home page, you know, and and but ten of those actually getting all the way through to the contact page is a good target because you know you're by then you've fine tuned them down to really wanting to to talk with you, all of those various things. So it's it's something to really consider is you know what what is it that you want each person to do,
0: right? Exactly. What result do you want when people get to your mm-hmm. website? Very simple.
1: Right, right. Um, you know, and, and it's funny, as you were mentioning, having the, the the numerous pages and the, you know, things, it reminds me one of the new trends, and I, I don't like this, and maybe this is <clears throat> my age showing, is the one page website where you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and, you know, and, and everything is on that one page. I'm one of these people. I'm old school. And maybe it's because I'm so old school that I'm used to what we call top of the fold media, mm-hmm. which is newspaper. I want to be able to see the important stuff on that first screen that opens. I don't want to scroll right. because I might not even notice that there's a scroll bar. So, you know, that comes back to your killer website design. Who are you target, you know, who who is your avatar? Are they used to scrolling? They might be. You know, the younger demographics are used to the one page and getting everything all in one place. If it's somebody older, then you better have different pages for them to be going through. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And that's it's very true. You've got to know your, de- your psychographics, your demographics are incredibly important. So mm-hmm. then the third piece of the trifecta is content yes. marketing. And mm-hmm. so content marketing is, is something that we talk about later. But the whole reason for content marketing and understanding why you want to do this, and I don't care what you do, as long as you're driving people back there, is you're putting content on your website – you're using analytics to measure where people are finding it, and then you do mm-hmm. more of what's working and less of what's not. So by mm-hmm. by using content marketing on your website to drive people back there, now you've got that trifecta system, where right. you know you can measure what's happening on your website, you can modify your website. Let's say you know you sell um, you sell fruit, okay, and all of a sudden everybody is uh, going to the blueberry page and not the strawberry page, okay? Or you mm-hmm. put out a blog about strawberries and blueberries and people are going to the blueberry page. Well, now what you can do is you can feature the blueberries right on your homepage so that people will click on that to get to the blueberry page because you know that people are more interested in that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're generating, you're doing a blog or you're doing a podcast or a video or whatever, have, you know, at your fingertips to about whatever topic. So that's why that whole system works together. It lets you modify mm-hmm. what's going on. And Mm -hmm. so you have a better control of the entire system, your ecosystem, your business.
1: Right. You know, and and maybe it's that you posted about strawberries on Facebook on a weekday and you posted about blueberries on a weekend, you know, so then you can look through it and go, oh, nobody clicked through when I posted on the weekends. So maybe I shouldn't post as much on weekends anymore. I mean, you know, it's, it really is all of those various things that you need to consider. Exactly. Mm and it does seem like a lot of work and you know yes it is to to really understand analytics and things but in the long run it's helping you fine tune so maybe you aren't spending time doing things on the weekend or you know writing posts that nobody is you know they're not going to read so it, it's a time saver and a resource saver in the, in the long run right
0: Well, and I tell people when we start out, you know, in anything, whether I'm doing individual coaching, which I do, or, you know, getting them into the group coaching and the bacon system, or even the self paced version of the bacon system, Mm -hmm. one that doesn't have any coaching, people can go through it step by step. But Mm -hmm. I tell everybody, you know, this is going to take three months. And everybody wants the magic bullet, you know, the the blue pill, now right
1: I want it now
0: right but you can't build a system overnight I mean it Mm -hmm. takes time to do it so that's why you know I tell people this is an investment uh in you and here's the way I look at it I I talk about the value proposition this is something that every company should understand is I'm in the business of making people money that's all I do is if I can't make you more money I won't even work with you and I'll give you an example is like okay an HVAC person um you know let's just let's draw an arbitrary number let's say $1000 okay they got to spend mm-hmm. um or 1500 or 2500 it doesn't matter you know it's an investment if it's let's say 1500 bucks so you say $1500 i always tell people if you're going to spend $1500 on any marketing or advertising you should make three times what you make one because you're going to have to pay for the cost of whatever it is Two, right. because you're going to have to pay for your time to do it, because you can't mm-hmm. expect somebody just to walk in and make it happen. There's a lot of companies that spend a lot of money and got no results out of that. And then thirdly, mm-hmm. you're going to have to make a profit. So what I look at is I say, okay, an HVAC company with one installation of an air conditioner can make 4500 bucks. So right. if learning how to do the system and investing in yourself and your business, you make one sale – You've already paid for it. Now what happens when you make two, three, four, and five? Like the pooper scooper lady who's got 30 new clients. She doesn't have Bonus. to keep paying. In. Yeah, she doesn't have to keep mm-hmm. paying, but she's grown her business. You know, mm-hmm. So that's the whole purpose behind this stuff. It just is not going to happen overnight. It's an investment in you, an investment in your business.
1: Right you know and, and the whole thing is that you need to continually be fine tuning it um you know you mentioned every you know changing things up every three years, depending on your industry, it might be changing stuff up every six months right. and, you know it, and and you have to understand all of that and go with it. you know how many businesses have we seen that refuse to change? Right. you know it's the well, we've always done it this way philosophy yeah um you know and and you may still continue to function. You might even still continue to, to turn a profit, but you're being left behind by the people who who are changing and adapting.
0: Yeah, I have a great story about that. I was giving a speech at uh, Pella Windows Convention at Soldier Field in Chicago. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, 40 to 60-year-old uh, rehabbers. And they all walk in, you know, because they, they saw, you know, using social media to make money, and they all walk in, and guys all go to me, and they go, I don't care what your kid had for breakfast and I don't care where you Facebook sleep is a
1: waste of time. Yeah, it's a
0: complete waste of time. I want nothing to do with it. And I don't, you know, I don't want to spend any time there, you know, stupid. Okay, that's fine. So I get to the end of the presentation and I go through it and I talk about it. And I say, okay, here's a bonus for all you guys. Who would like access to 40 to 60 year old women who have, you know, $100,000 median income that are not selling their houses because they're underwater and they're remodeling their kitchens, their bathrooms and their basements. Who would like access to that group? And every single hand went up in the room right. and I looked at him. I said, peeps, they're all on Facebook yeah,
1: or Pinterest. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of those two. Exactly. Uh-huh. Right.
0: Exactly. So, you know, it's like, you've got to learn to adapt um, mm-hmm. to what is happening in the business and, and talk about, you know, change. I, I HVAC, I don't know why I pick on those guys, but it just, because it's such a clear, easy thing to understand. Right. They've got four seasons. All right. Mm-hmm. Their four seasons are, you know, it's not a spring, fall, winter, so on and so forth. There is. Um, there's air conditioning season and there's uh furnace season. And right. those are th- generally three months. And then there's the in-between seasons, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, it's really nice and people don't have their air on, they got their windows open and they don't have their furnace on, they got their windows open. And, you know, so you, they got to figure out what they can talk to or sell in those times. Right. So obviously they're changing their marketing, their whole marketing system four times a year. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're going real hot hot and heavy on, you know, uh, attic fans and air conditioning and, um, you know, whatever it is that you can sell in the summertime when it's hot. And then Mm -hmm. the same thing at furnace time, you know, duct cleaning and all the things that go along with that. Mm-hmm. In those down times, they have to figure out what else to sell. Well, we could uh, maybe sell uh, smart thermostats or we could sell maybe more air duct cleaning, get ready for furnace season, make sure air ducts are clean and less allergens in your house, you know, clean your dryer vent, you know, the things mm-hmm. that people wouldn't be thinking about in right. other times because obviously, you know, if your furnace goes bad or your air con- conditioner goes bad, it's a huge expense. And mm-hmm. so, you know, in order to keep the flow going, you've got to figure out how do I fill in those gaps. So that's mm-hmm. that's just a seasonal change business, and every business has that kind of stuff. I mean, right. most of our businesses tend to slow down in the in the winter, in the, in the summer, mm-hmm. and around Christmas, because we know that people aren't focused on marketing as much or, or doing anything at those times. Right. They're on vacation. They're you know working in their yards. They're not working as hard at those times. But fall and um, spring are times where people really kind of hunker down and you know get crazy on their businesses. You know January first mm-hmm. to uh, March is huge for business because they're starting the new year. You know, so you got to understand mm-hmm. those trends in your business, and Google Analytics and all the things we're talking about will really help.
1: Right. Well, and the important thing to remember is, and and you talk about this in the book is, you know, you have to be consistently reaching out to people. Um, you know, it's it, you know back to the the HVAC folks. If you're only communicating when they're using their air conditioner or when they're using their heat, you're missing half the year. And so then they forget that you exist. And, you know, and, and so you, that's where it's so important to continually be reaching out, which brings us to, you know, the, the big part of your book. And that's content, Mm -hmm. you know, so many people, and and they probably say this to you too. They come up to me and they say, okay, I I have a website and I, I, I'm on Facebook and, they said, "But what do we write?" Right, and and they don't have a clue. You know, and maybe they do have this killer website where it's, great. but then they think that's the only thing they have to do. So you know, talk to us about content. How do we even create it? And what are some of the tools?
0: Well, I mean, the the, the major content creation tools are either writing or recording audio or video. Those are it. Right. Now, one of the things I like to say about video, and a lot of people say, well, I've got a face for radio, and I do. Um, you know, there's nothing you and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, because what you can do is, um, let's say you do a, a, a slideshow, you know, just put together in mm-hmm. PowerPoint, you know, some slides about a how-to or why-to or whatever it is. Right. Um, and then once you put that together, you you talk through it. You, know, you just simply talk and say, okay, you know, here's a part A, part B, part C, part D, this is what you want to do. And then now you've got a video that you could put up on YouTube, but then you can take that and cut the audio out alone. And now you've got something that could be a podcast or it could Mm -hmm. be audio training. It could be a lot of different things. And then you could take that and get it transcribed. And now you've got print material. So, you know, now you've got one asset and you've got three different pieces that you can use in different ways. And that that is becomes huge now um, again with my podcast, because I do here's my schedule that I use. I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday is flexible. Monday, I do a monocast, which is me talking about a particular subject. I try to do a theme a week. On Tuesday, Mm -hmm. I write a blog. On Wednesday, I have a guest expert interview. Then on Thursday, I send out an email digest saying, here's the content I created this week, plus some other stuff and places where I'm presenting or or, or conferences Mm -hmm. that I'm going Mm to. So now, again, I've got another system. I know exactly what I'm going to do every single day. There's a theme across this. And the beauty is, um, is, and one of my coaches, I'm big into coaching. Um, not only do I coach people, but I also you know, embody a, a lot of other coaches who help me. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of my coaches said to me, because I, you know, I, I was having challenges getting my blogs written because I'm so busy with client work. And she mm-hmm. just says to me, she goes, Brian, you taught me this. Duh. Just have the podcast that you did, put, send it to a transcription service, modify it a little bit, and now you've got your blog. And I'm right. oh my goodness. So even I mm-hmm. learned stuff, you know? I know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> and so that's what I've been doing. And those are actually, those blogs have been getting more engagement. People actually like it. So now I've mm-hmm. got this complete system every single week. All you've got to do is put a USB in the back of your head and mm-hmm. figure out what you know and figure out, you know, ask client questions. You know, mm-hmm. that's the easiest way to figure out what to, uh, what to create is what are the challenges that your clients are having? Or what mm-hmm. are the things that they want to know? Um, there's lots of different ways to create content. I don't know if you're familiar with Blab or not, but I love Blab. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Blab is a place where you could um, put – basically, you're doing video online. All you need is a laptop with a camera in it or a desktop with a camera on top. Of mm-hmm. it. And you, you go online, and an example of this would be – let's go back to HVAC. Mm-hmm. So I'm an HVAC company. I invite train to come in and talk about newest trends in air conditioning. And Mm -hmm. what I do is I send out an email to all of my clients, current clients, or or anybody who's gotten into my email system, their potential clients or current clients, and say, hey, I'm doing a blab on this day with an expert from train to talk about AC care and repair. And Mm -hmm. it's not a sales pitch. This is something just to really educate you on what's going on. And so you do this blab, and a blab has four seats, so you can have you the expert, and then two open seats. If anybody wants to jump on with a video camera and ask a question, they can, or they could type it in the chat window. Mm -hmm. By doing that, Blab, not only do you get the immediate feedback from the people that are in your audience who actually want to know what's going on because they'll ask questions, Mm -hmm. you'll get that. That'll give you some ideas on what other content to produce. But now Blab actually sends you the video file and the audio file. So now you've got some video content that you can put up on YouTube That you can add to your website that's there forever. And you can take the audio and turn it into a podcast if you want to or just put it up on your website if you want. Mm -hmm. You can have it transcribed and now you have an article. So from that one activity, you've got all of this incredible content.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and you might have multiple versions of all of that because maybe maybe it was a half-hour blab that's way too much for a lot of people to actually consume later on so you break it into three different things so hello you just have 3 weeks worth of stuff exactly. um you know and, and and then you've got your facebook posts you've got your twitter you know all of those things where you're sending people to see all of that right. and you know did it take time yes but the cool thing is, like you mentioned, once you have your schedule and you know I'm going to do this on this day, this on this day, it makes life much easier because then you know, okay, well, on Tuesday, I need to be doing X. Um, and you schedule yourself out. You know, if you're the person like me that goes, squirrel, you know, okay, then I have to put it in my calendar and force myself between, say, 9 and 10 to do that. Exactly. But once you've gotten into that habit, it, it works perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. It's having, again, a system for yourself. I do. I know Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday what I have to have done. You mm-hmm. know, if I if I decide to do it on Sunday, that's fine. If I can get it done on Friday, yay me, you know, but right. I know it's got to be done because mm-hmm. it's this is not, you know, negotiable mm-hmm. with my business. Now, um, getting back to that last point. So we've talked about creating content. And again, we don't have enough time to go through 12 hours worth of the book. But I want to make sure we get in the last point because this was an epiphany yes. for me. I wrote my first book about relationship marketing in a social media world. Mm -hmm. And I was giving um, actually four different presentations at a college, Olivet Nazarene University. Uh, One to a class on PR about podcasting. One on, um, the next one was to a chamber of commerce on the bacon system. The next one I was invited just impromptu to go speak to an international marketing class. And the cool Mm -hmm. thing there is all I did is I pulled up my podcast statistics and my Mm -hmm. analytics statistics and showed them how popular I was in foreign countries. Um, So I had, you know, just that's all I did was just pull up, Mm -hmm. you know, I had the data It's like, look at how many people in Great Britain and and Ireland are listening to the podcast and look Mm -hmm. how popular I am over in Norway on my blogs, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so that gave them to to let them know that this, you know, online marketing is truly an international marketing, marketing Mm -hmm. place. And then the last one was to a PR group uh, club. And I did that on my original book and I was driving back and I just all of a sudden had this epiphany. And the epiphany was, is as I did all this content all day long, it all worked in concert and it all worked together. It all totally made sense. And what I realized was, is that I used to think that social media was, you know, kind of like its own little entity uh, Mm -hmm. that you play in social media here and you do this. But what I realized is what social media is first, numero uno, it is a relationship building tool. It's about building and creating relationships first. Mm -hmm. The second thing, then it becomes a content delivery platform. And Mm -hmm. then the third thing is advertising. If you want to pay for it, you can do it. But if you do, you know, if you're creating great content and you're creating friends who are engaging with you, then every once in a while you have an opportunity to say, hey, we're having a sale or I'm Mm -hmm. having my book launch party on July 1st or whatever. You know, you can say whatever you want. As long as you really truly build the relationship first, if all you're doing is selling um, it 's not going to work. it just will not right. work for people, and I know a lot of people said i 've been on Facebook for two months and i 've got nothing out of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and and you
1: read their posts and it 's buy for me, buy for right, right. me buy
0: for me right, buy my crap, buy my crap buy my crap mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: right well and and it 's funny because you know it's and and i I do strongly encourage people to to uh, read the first book that is about um this you know relationship marketing in the social media world because It it truly is something that is a relationship, Um, you know, and and it's funny. There's a person that I follow on Facebook, and she's one of these that sells, you know, a product that she she believes very strongly in, you know, and, and that's great for her. But every single post is about that. Right. You know, even if it's, well, I was able to go on this fabulous vacation because I made so much money doing such and such, you know, and, and, and you can too, you know, and, and I, she does, she works it in there every single time. And I'm sure she's been told by her company to do that. Oh yeah. And, You know, to me, I don't read her posts any longer, you know, and it's funny that I still follow her, but it's, you know, it's it's because I sometimes use that as an example, but, (laughs) you know, I don't want to know that she was able to go on vacation because she made so much money selling, you know, that product. I just want to see the pictures of her vacation, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and I know, okay, well, she was able to go on vacation because of that, but it is about building that relationship. It's not about selling immediately. That's one of the things that drives me nuts on LinkedIn is I connect with somebody on LinkedIn, and the next thing I know, I'm either in their email database, which it's like no, eh, right, or they have contacted me to try and sell something. And my favorites are the people who contact me to sell me social media. I'm like, mm, didn't read my profile, did you? Right, exactly.
0: Um, oh, I, you know, here's how I do that: is I get those all the time because people connect with you, and then 30 seconds later in your inbox, uh, Mm -hmm. they say, Hey, I've got this great 30 minute video about how great my stuff is. Will you watch, watch my video and then give me a call so I can sell you on it. And Mm -hmm. I send them a, I I say, you know what? I'll watch your video. If you watch mine first. And the video that I sent to them is the Geico lady who puts pictures up on the wall. You know, she says, (laughs) these are my friends. And the the other lady stands and goes, (coughs) That's, that's not, not how, how it
1: works. It works. That's yeah. not how any of this works.
0: <laughs> and that's—I and send them that, and I never hear from them again. Right. And
1: uh, well, and the funny—they don't even if they watch it, which most of them don't. They don't get it. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, and and so it is. It's about building those relationships when you're using social media, mm-hmm. because it comes back to the no like and trust factor. Absolutely. You work know, Sure, you know, we're, we might take a risk on, on something, but it is, you know, we're, we want to work with somebody who we're either going to maybe work with again or refer to somebody. And, and we're certainly not going to refer people that we don't trust. Right. Um, you know, maybe I've never used your product, but if I know that you have an absolutely fabulous product service, whatever, then I'm okay with, with you know, referring people. But it is about that know, like, and trust factor.
0: Absolutely, and that's what the whole first book is really about. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of the cornerstone. And so the last piece that we talked about, I mean, we went through the marketing trifecta. We went through content creation. So I look at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, all of those things as content delivery platforms. The same mm-hmm. thing with email, though. Email, right. is an, it's another way to disseminate that information. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've already created the content. That's why I do a digest once a week. Mm-hmm. It just, here's my blog, here's my podcast, and here's the places I'm going to be speaking. That's all it is. And if people want to read it, they do. And generally, yeah. I don't get a lot of unsubscribes from that because I'm not selling anything. Right. I'm just sending them the content I've already created, and I don't have to create more content to do that. Now, mm-hmm. that gives me a platform when I'm doing a webinar to say, hey, I'm doing a webinar, and people decide to come or not, you know? And then the last piece of that. Puzzle is using groups, you know, it's using Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, create your own mm-hmm. groups um, to, you know, basically curate the content so that you get a right. group of people that are past customers, potential customers, whatever it is, and and mm-hmm. put in interesting stuff. Now there you can intermix some of your original stuff and some maybe other stuff, you know, you can find mm-hmm. something from um, you know, some ink magazine, entrepreneur magazine, whatever mm-hmm. industry you're in, you can put in some great information there just to kind of keep them engaged, but they're already in your group. You know, if they go squirrel right. away, you're still going to be able to communicate with them. And then mm-hmm. the very final chapter of the book is called repurposing. And that means that all of this stuff that we've done, we've built all these assets. You could take mm-hmm. blog posts and you could turn it into a book. I mean, that's how I've written most of my books is by using blog right. content. Um, mm-hmm. You can take your audios and turn it into training courses. I mean there's mm-hmm. so many different things that you can do with all this stuff. If you get into the mindset of everything I'm doing, I'm building assets. Now you've mm-hmm. got an arsenal of stuff that you can use for years. I tell people you if you blog for a year, next year do the same blogs. Just take it modify mm-hmm. it a little bit, change the pictures, and do it again. Right. No, nobody's going to go back a year and read your stuff. You know.
1: No you know, and and I love evergreen content mm-hmm. you know because it is something that you can continually be putting out there and and you know there are quite a few people that I notice that I mean they now I I might catch that they did a blog post that's you know they promoted something that was 6 months old or 6 years old or whatever because I I read it the first time mm-hmm. But the vast majority of people haven't. Um, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like on your blog, do you date it? Do you not date it? Well, I don't date it because I want it to be evergreen. I, you know, if somebody comes across the blog post that I wrote that talks about how to use LinkedIn as a recent college graduate, well, I don't want them to, to think, well, that doesn't work because <gasps> it's two years old. You know, it's it it is about creating content that anybody can read or watch or, you know, the especially if you put it on YouTube, holy cow, you know, things things are seen there years later. Oh, yeah. So it's it is about creating that evergreen content that you can use and, and promote again and again and again. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's the I, I do want to take a step back for a second onto another little bit. We've got just a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. What is a lead magnet, and why do people you need to use things like that?
0: Well, a lead magnet is what I call a freemium, and a freemium mm-hmm. is something. It's basically it's an article. I mean, I've done lead magnets that were checklists. Mm-hmm. Um, they were uh, worksheets. They could be ebooks. They could be a video, anything. It's any of the content that you're creating. What a lead magnet is there for is come get my free stuff. Okay. Get uh-huh. the free report. But in order to get the free report, you're going to have to fill in your email address. Right. And so now you get them on your email list and you're growing your email list. You're building a group of people that are interested in what you have to say that you mm-hmm. can continue to email to. So that's what the whole purpose of a lead magnet. And the way you create it is by creating content with a purpose. You say, mm-hmm. you know, like we did with John, six months of writing blog articles, Uh, Mm -hmm. To a specific group and topic. Now we could turn those into four different ebooks that are lead magnets that say, you know, and then inside his posts, um, when he does a blog post, or when he puts it up on LinkedIn, there's a button that says, hey, get my free ebook on, uh, you know, barcodes 404 or 401, mm-hmm. you know, about um, topics very similar to this. So he's taking all the content, repurposed it into a lead magnet, and now he can get people onto his email list that he can start to communicate to on a regular basis rather than haphazardly finding him maybe on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and I know business owners are always thinking, I can't give it away for free. Why would you want me to give it away for free? And there are people who only look for the free stuff. Right. But, you know, the the idea is to get them so interested that then they say, oh my gosh, I need to, you know, to, to go further into this. And the, the freemiums that I dislike are the, you know, they say it's a, a a step-by-step checklist. And so they'll say, you know, here's 10 steps you need to take, but you only get three in this freemium, you know, it's like, nah, (laughs) if you're going to give me 10, give me 10. Now you might say for a detailed description, you know, then I can, I can go in there, but this, you know, it's, it's not a bait and switch, but it's, you know, be, be very careful with how you do freemiums.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, one of my coaches says give away your best stuff, because if they feel like that you're getting, they're getting value out of your free stuff, then they're going to say, well, what happens when I buy, you know, like, for example, I gave away uh, some, uh, basically I took my book and I did a a kind of a broad brush overview and I gave away Mm -hmm. a, a um, a copy of that in PDF form and audio. Mm-hmm. I actually right. recorded it so that people could get it. Now, if they like that at, at, throughout the entire book that I give them, it says, go check out the real book, the full book. And mm-hmm. by the way, go check out my courses. So if they mm-hmm. get what's happening inside of that, they might spend more money to actually go buy the book at Amazon right. or get on my course, mm-hmm. you know?
1: And, and it is kind of a way to filter people, right. you know, if, if they get through that and they still like it and love it then you've pretty much got them right. um if they read it and think well eh, okay eh, not so much then you are not going to waste time and they're not going to waste time a little bit further down the road with something that might not really work for them mm-hmm.
0: yeah you know and um one of the other things that uh, a lot of people are afraid of is they're afraid you know well if i put out too much content on my email list that's another thing people don't email enough um, right. they, you know, some people email once a month, which is not enough touches at all. Um, mm-hmm. it should be at least once a week, if not three or four times a week. It just depends on the tolerance mm-hmm. of your audience. Right. Um, but the bottom line is people say, well, you know, I got unsubscribed from today. Well, guess what? That person is going to buy from you anyway. So right. mm-hmm. go find people who are interested for every mm-hmm. one person that leaves, find two more that are interested and keep growing mm-hmm. your list.
1: hmm <sighs> Brian. We're at the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. This has been so much fun. So, you know, we we, we want people to find your book and, and connect with you. So tell people how they do that.
0: Absolutely. Well, if you want to find the book, it's the easiest way is obviously Amazon. Just search Brian Basilico, B-R-I-A-N-B-A-S-I-L-I-C-O, and you <laughs> will find me no problem. Um, you can also find me at uh, NotAboutYou, it's N-O-T-A-B-O-U-T, or excuse mm-hmm. me, not A-B-O-U-T-U.com. dot <laughs> uh, NotAboutYou.com. Check out BaconCoach.com and be sure to check out BaconPodcast.com because I've got a lot of great interviews in there and a lot of great information. So there's a lot of different places to find me, but those are the key ones I'd like people to kind of jump on.
1: Perfect. Well, you know, as we mentioned at the very start of the program, this is my last program on Mile High Radio. We definitely went out with a bang because this is something that, um, it's a subject that I'm very passionate about. It's it's a subject that I personally need to be better at doing. So I have the bacon system. I will be signing up for the next bacon system group session, um, you know, and, and I encourage people by, to do that by going to baconcoach.com. Um, Brian, thank you so much for being my last guest. We did go out with a band. It was
0: such an honor and a pleasure, and I'm sure we're going to find you somewhere else really soon, and I'm looking forward to being your first guest on the next show.
1: <laughs> yes, that's what we will do. That's what we will do. So to everyone out there, thank you so much you know, for, for listening to our program over the years. We've done this for, oh, good golly, four or five years. It's been really a lot of fun. I will do something um, in the future. We'll have a podcast. We'll do you know, another radio station. I won't go away. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And so to everyone, though, thank you so much. I love every one of you as my, my listeners. And Brian, again, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Deb. It's been a pleasure as usual.
1: Great. And to everyone out there, have an absolutely fabulous day. Thanks
0: for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.